0: What's going on? It's your boys from the Playing Rotation Podcast. It's CJ, Jack, and Ryan back at it again with another episode. Tonight is Tuesday, October 13th, and we have a very exciting episode for you today because we are back with Top Five Tuesday. Tonight, we're, we're going to be talking NFL running backs, we're going to be talking NBA coaches, NBA players, and our favorite sports movies. Y'all are in for a treat. So um, I don't know how you guys how are you guys feeling uh, this week? How are you guys feeling about this uh, this upcoming episode?
1: Dude, I'm excited. We got some good topics to talk about. Uh, had a good day at work today, so I'm feeling oh, good. I'm good. Selling uh, some power tools, slinging some Milwaukee power tools around. Uh, got a got a win in both of my big money fantasy football leagues this week. Okay, all right. So uh, yeah, man, Re-
2: ready for the ready for the episode.
0: I can't say the same about the fantasy leagues, but I'm pretty, pretty excited about this. Same. Episode.
2: I'm about to. Lo- I just lost three weeks in a row, so. What Let's you gonna do? On. You gonna make some moves or what? Uh, I think I might make a move with Joey. I got to take up his offer, but I don't know yet. I got to see.
0: What's the offer? What's the offer?
2: Um, yeah. hold on, I gotta look. I he sent it. He he's been talking to me about it yesterday. Let's see. what are we
0: week week five into the fantasy season i know a lot of teams are like me in my one of my leagues i'm one of four so i'm i'm in desperate need to make some moves so uh you know jack ryan let me know if uh
2: (laughs) because so he wants me to give him oh he wants me to give him hopkins and andrews for rogers julio and possibly somebody else which isn't too you, bad. You,
1: you need to get a third player, a third good player to make mm-hmm. that happen. I don't, yeah. I don't know. Julio's injury prone. That's the biggest problem. And yeah, I, I don't know if I'd do that. Who's your quarterback? Mahomes, right?
2: No, you have Mahomes.
1: Oh, yeah, duh.
2: <laughs> do you I have? Have um I have Brady.
1: I mean, Brady, Brady threw for five TDs before he played the Bears, so... I don't Shout know. Out. I don't know if Rogers is worthy in that trade for you. Is kind of what I'm getting at. Because no, like, I, yeah, because I already have a QB, you have a good quarterback, so you could get like another good receiver or something. But anyways,
0: I don't know. We'll see. Speaking of NFL, speaking of NFL, that's a good segue, Ryan. Um, so our last Top Five Tuesday, which was about two weeks ago, we talked about the top five NFL quarterbacks. Ryan nailed it out. Like Ryan knocked it out of the park at a near perfect list i think a lot of people would agree i think i saw power rankings about espn with some of the same guys so you're doing a pretty good job but today we're talking about the running back position and i'm not gonna lie i had a i had a hard time thinking of the top five running backs in my opinion but uh, we're gonna hear ryan's today so uh let's have at it all right so yeah diving into the top five running backs through week five
1: of the nfl the statistics and everything that I've pulled up are through week four, so that's that's why if you question, oh, they have more, it's because it's through week four. Um, so I'll start at number five again. Um, although he's been hurt, I got to give it to Christian McCaffrey. He is going to come back later this year. Um, he, I mean, he's fast. He's got explosive speed. He can break tackles. Most importantly, in today's NFL, he can catch, and that's becoming such a huge factor um, in today's league with a quarterback-centric pass game league. Um, So basically for him, through two games, 156 rush yards, four TDs, and then 67 uh, reception yards, um, which is pretty solid with no fumbles. Um, And, and yeah, so that's why he's at number five. Um, because he's only played two games. Who knows what would have happened in, in the next two. So, got to leave him there. Look at number four. I think this is a no-brainer, Derek Henry. I mean, this guy is an absolute beast. Like, I don't think – like, nobody in the league can tackle him. He had another stiff arm tonight where the guy – I mean, the guy looked like it was like a high schooler trying to tackle him. Um, so, he's an absolute monster. He's big. He's strong. He's fast. The Titans are undefeated, but he's got 319 yards and two TDs. Um, and honestly, if if you actually watch Derrick Henry, he's getting a lot better in the pass game. Um, he's only got five catches through four games, but with with backup running backs that are kind of brought into that system to catch the ball, I think it's I think it's impressive, and I think we're we're only going to see him get better in the passing game. Um, number three, and number two were a toss up in my opinion. when you When you look at it, I really think that they can go either way, but I put Alvin Kamara at number three. I, th- I I truly think that there, there's a valid argument to put him at two, but I put him at number three. Um, he's honestly the whole package. Um, he's strong, he's fast, he can break tackles, he's got that explosive speed. Um, he's in a great offense, but through four games, you know, 281 rushing yards and four TDs. But I think the big statistic here is he's got 38 catches in four games. 38 catches. He's a man's a receiver for 395 receiving yards and three TDs. Mm. Um, I mean that that's huge. He's the whole package. He is coming off, you know, not a great year last year. Um, but when you look at through the first five weeks, I think he's really proven himself to be a top three running back in the league again. Um, when you look at number two, I got Zeke. You know, same 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 stuff that I said about Kamara. I mean, this guy is an elite player. Um, he's got he's the whole package. Um, he's got 364 rushing yards and five TDs. Obviously, he can catch as well. He's also got a two point conversion. Um, that I mean, I don't know if that plays a role, but they're putting <laughs> the ball in his hands when it matters most. Um, and I think that, that that's important when ranking you know the top five players. Um, he the, the one knock on him that I have, is he's got two fumbles. And when you look at him statistically, the Cowboys are always down by a lot, and their offense is always playing catch up. So, whether that helps him in the past game or whether teams are playing more prevent, he's getting more rushing yards. Um, so I'm trying to, you know, take stats aside. I think I still think Zeke is just a a little bit more of a of an overall talent than than Kamara right now. Um, we'll see later on, you know, down the season or next year, whatever the case is. But first five games is what I got. And number one, my boy Dalvin Ah,
0: Cook. Of course.
1: This man is elusive. He's got Explosive speed—he's fast. He breaks tackles. I mean, he—he he can catch the ball. He literally can do it all. I truly think this guy is the best running back in the league right now. Mm-hmm. And it, like, even when even a like, I think he's the best running back in the league right now. He's got 489 rushing yards, the most in the league, and seven TDs through four games. Yep, yep. three two-point conversions as well. And we all know that he's—he's he's lethal in the passing game. Um, they are putting the ball in his hands. They they know he's their most valuable player. He is um, the offense. He he literally is the offense. Um, <laughs> uh, him, Kirk Cousins, and Adam Thielen. But I mean, they they look to Dalvin Cook to lead them lead them to victory. Um, but I mean, I I, I can't. I like, I am completely sold. Dalvin Cook is the best running back in the league. Yeah.
0: Nah, that's totally, my top five. So, yeah, totally i agree. With, I agree with your list. I think you kind of left some guys here, uh, here and there, but I think we will get to that later. Uh, yeah. But I agree with you. I mean, anytime a running back leads um, the league in yards and touchdowns, I mean Dalvin Cook to me, he's always. I mean, this year especially, he's super. He's sneaky good this year because his team is really not good at all. So he's flying under the radar. He only has ninety two carries compared to a lot of other running backs who are in the hundreds already, this guy has, he leads. like I said, he leads the league in yards and in touchdowns. Very impressive year for him. I know he's your dog because he's on your fantasy team, but now he's been impressive. Yeah, I think uh, McCaffrey was an interesting pick. I thought you could have put Aaron Jones in there. He's having yeah. a great... So going off that, I did have
1: some honorable mentions. Like Aaron Jones was in there. Um, the Packers offense is so good, though, that it's not really centered around Aaron Jones. I think his stats are a little bit pumped because of how good that offense actually is and what Aaron Rodgers has been doing in the past game but I do agree that Aaron Jones Aaron Jones yeah. is an arguable top five running back so he, far he's
0: maybe sitting outside he could have been five you could have slid him in but McCaffrey I'm excited for him to come back because Mike Davis has been putting up a lot of numbers I think he'll just do whatever he's done times five I need
2: him for uh, my fantasy team man <laughs> <I need him laughs> in my league but I um, lose
1: the CJ again I mean fantasy aside though no that too and it'd be good for
2: football
0: yeah I have a question about Zeke though Ryan um given that Dak is out for the rest of the year do you think Zeke is going to be do you think the Cowboys I mean the Cowboys have been throwing the ball a lot I don't know if that's because they've been down in a lot of games but do you think Zeke's going to be starting to see more you know more carries his way more of a run first offense um I think there's a
1: chance but when you look at Mike McCarthy and you look at... I mean, a- Andy Dalton is basically coming in. Andy Dalton's been a proven starter in the league. He Obviously, I don't think he's won a single playoff game. So, he's not necessarily proven in that way. But he is a solid starting quarterback to have. I definitely can see them leaning on Zeke a little bit more. But, I mean, if you look at their receiving cast, Amari Cooper and Michael Gallup, C D Lamb, those are top talents in the league. You can't really yeah. just throw them aside. So... Mm-hmm. It'll, it'll be interesting to see what they do. And I think that if they do lean on Zeke a lot more, he can absolutely, you know, work his way to the top of the list and, and stuff like that. Anything, Jack?
2: No, not really. I mean, like you said, I think the list is very well done. Good job, Ryan. Um, I think, yeah,
0: I think AK Alvin Kumara, I think by season's end, I think he'll be number one. I just think you know he's the mo- he's so dynamic. He reminds me a lot of Le'Veon Bell the way he catches it. And I was watching the game I think last night or
1: yeah, it was last night. Yeah,
0: last night he's super patient. It reminds me of Le'Veon so much. But um, and I also think- Breeze is not playing well, and he can't throw the ball more than ten yards. So it looks like uh you know it looks like check down Kamara might be the way to go. I was just about to say one- I feel like once that Saints
1: offense starts clicking a little bit more,
0: Kamara will be able to show
1: more what what he's got i guess yeah
0: yeah other, other than that i think it was a pretty good list running backs to me was a hard list to do it was just i saw the stats and i was like jacobs i don't know the, um, so so yeah i mean i can dive into that like jacobs has
1: jacob has a lot of carries for the yard yeah. that he has it's not it's not very impressive when you look at yards per carry um clyde edwards hilaire also is up there yeah. Um, uh, Todd Gurley, Joe Mixon. Wise, it's like I don't Yeah. Really well, Joe Mixon hasn't had that good of a year. He, yeah. had one, he really had one good game. Um. So can't put him up there. But there's a lot of there's definitely a lot of guys that have proven themselves in the past. But when you look at it specifically this year, I think, you know, right here, that that's really that's really the top five. And you can't yeah. really go wrong with any of them on your team.
0: If you had to pick, say you're the head coach of the you're the head coach of an NFL team, right? Which running back would you rather would you most want to have on the team? I would honestly I'd go Dalvin Cook. Okay.
1: That's I would crazy. I would go Cook. I think I think in today's league so like it it's tough because you can make a case for any of these guys, but I think Dalvin Cook is a better runner than Christian McCaffrey. Like I mm-hmm. think I think he's better like like pure running back. I mean, you can make you can make the case for any of them, but I I would go Dalvin Cook. I think he's got the whole package. He knows how to find the end zone. Um. Yeah, yeah. I got. I gotta go. I gotta go cook.
2: Jack, who are you going with? Who would I pick as my uh, franchise yeah. running back? Out of oh, those five? Well, because I mean, when you think about it, I don't know. I guess Cook too. I think that's the best way to go for it. I'm gonna play a uh, devil's advocate
0: here. I'm going with five wide, air eight offense. USC, Arizona Cardinals. We're going. Uh, Alvin Kamara. We're airing that thin out. He's oh. gonna be. Passes left to right, screen passes, swing passes. I was kind of, I was kind
1: of deciding between those two. You can make the <laughs> make the case for Zeke too, but
0: yeah,
1: I mean, yeah. anyways, but yeah, yep.
0: I'm definitely a big, a uh, big fan of your lists to this point. Hey, I appreciate you. that. I'm a fan of Delvin Cook too. Uh, that'll be, that'll but, be uh, ending. That'll it, be it hurts
2: ending, me please,
1: that yeah. the Cook is, you know, in the same division as the Bears, but got gotta give him gotta give him the credit.
0: Yeah. He's a great guy, great great running back. For sure. uh, Jack, all right. let's get into some yes. arguments. Arguments. Jack okay. Gonna, Jack Calhoun is going to talk about the best NBA coaches. You said resume wise, career resume wise.
2: Resume wise, that are currently in the NBA. Yeah, still that are still currently NBA's NBA coaches that are still coaching, and then kind of like taking their whole careers into consideration. All right, let's hear it. So. I did have a couple, you know, honestly, the number four and five pick were kind of like up in the air with some other people, but we'll go ahead and start at number five, Nick Nurse. Oh, so two years as a head coach, 114 wins, 71 win percentage, obviously the NBA championship. But my biggest thing for him is that he kept kind of like an overlooked Raptors in championship contention this year. I think he did a great job at rallying those guys up and keeping them kind of like playing team ball, even though they lost Kawhi. And the fact that they, even, that they were even a top team in the East is like a huge win for them. And I think they can only get better at this point. I think they're bought into the system. And, you know, he's obviously a fired up coach. Like he, he goes hard during games. He's out there yelling sometimes a little bit too much, if you ask me, but you know. <laughs> I love it though. I love but it. But I I think he's a I think he's a solid number five. So coming in at number four, I have Rick Carlisle with seven hundred and ninety-four career wins. He's won fifty four percent of his games, and he's obviously got that one huge championship under his belt at in, I mean at uh at Dallas against the heat (laughs) LeBron's first year at the heat huge um but I'll be focusing more on that Mav's career because obviously he started out Indiana way back when back when we were like little youngins so obviously I don't really remember too much I was paying Mm -hmm. way too much attention to Steve Kerr I mean uh sorry not Steve Kerr Steve Nash back in the day Mm -hmm. um but uh, I think his biggest thing, you know, obviously the Mavs have had a couple down years. They missed the playoffs for three straight years, but with this new light at the end of the tunnel with Donchick, he kind of turned this team around. And I think that they have the chance to, you know, end up in an NBA championship pretty soon. Uh, you know, he's made a good move at putting him at point guard, letting him kind of like get more skills. Cause I think one of the biggest things for Donchick is, uh, learning how to handle the ball a little bit better and learning how to control a team. So I think it's a smart move. Um, But moving on, at number three, Eric Spolstra. Hey, Um, Eric Spolstra. Okay. okay. I will will say coming into this, I did not think that he was that great, obviously, because he had the big talent around him. I'm with you on that. In his early days at the Heat. But with 567 wins, he's got a 60% win percentage. After LeBron left, he did miss the playoffs the first year. But the second year, he made the playoffs, and they actually t- went to two uh, seven-game series. But they ended up falling to the Raptors. But obviously, the Raptors were pretty good. I mean, they just always got stomped by you-know-who. Um, I don't need to go any further on that. But King James! <laughs> okay, CJ. Um, but yeah, so I, I think that... Uh, They would, you know, have their ups and downs, but you know, coming into this season especially, we saw that he took like a young core with, with kind of like the piggyback of you know Jimmy Butler, who again we have said that has gotten the respect of the league. But I think that Spolstra was played a huge part in Jimmy Butler's success because he had Jimmy buy into their system, and I think that that is kind of like the biggest part of. Uh, the Heat success in this last season or uh, them making it to the finals. And then at number two, Ryan, here you go. Steve Kerr. Ooh.
1: <laughs> um, I, oh my goodness.
2: <laughs> wow. With a 70% win percentage in, 70? Six, in his six years, three rings, and five finals. I mean, talk to talk I mean, Jack. I mean, come on. Like, it's insane. Although he inherited a pretty amazing team, I think that with that because they they the Warriors were kind of like on the incline, obviously with with Stephen Curry absolutely starting to wreak havoc, and then all of a sudden Klay Thompson coming into his own as well. I think that he was the final piece that allowed that kind of gave that offense what it needed in order to let Steph really excel because it was when he took over. And I think I've seen a lot of clips of Kerr where he talks to Curry and Curry may be down and out and everything like that. Yeah. But I think he does a great job at keeping his confidence up and yeah. actually coaching that team and, and pushing them to new heights. His biggest hit obviously is this past year, but honestly, you know, with his two stars out that he made the offense around or out, it's kind of hard to knock him for it, um, and I mean it, that this year was a tough year for him to coach. To be honest, I mean you can hate on him as much as you want, Ryan, for it, but that team was boo boo. So I, I won't. This
1: thing number two is a little high for a newer coach in the league. I mean, I put Nick Nurse at it's five. Only, he's it's only coached two. with superstars. I mean, I, 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 finish I, your I, list. Finish your list. Finish your list.
2: Well, okay, Yeah, yeah, Ryan, we'll save it for after. But at number one, I think all of us know who I'm going to say Jason Kidd. Jason what? Kidd. I'm, I'm joking. I'm joking. I'm <laughs> joking. Oh my
1: God. I thought he was serious. <laughs> it was so random.
2: Okay, sorry. At number one, obviously, is pa- Greg Popovich. I think we could all see that coming. 12, mm-hmm. pretty much, or 1,277 career wins with a 61% win percentage, 22. Straight trips to the playoffs, five mm-hmm. championships. I, I mean, come on! Like, he, although he has had a lot of talent around him as well, he inherited a pretty good Spurs team, but he immediately elevated them to new heights. Um, you know, he's always he he's always had a great team, even after all of his guys got old. You know, as they age, they never took a huge hit because I think he adapted them to their games extremely well and played to all everybody's strengths. And even after he lost a lot of his biggest players, I will say it was a pretty big hit though, not making the playoffs this year for the Spurs. But, you know, I think, you know, Popovich is down and out, to be honest, with kind of like all this personal stuff too, which I don't blame him for, but don't need to get into that too much. But obviously with Frank Vogel just winning an NBA championship, he was in consideration for a number five. But it's just his first year there. He has. At the Lakers. LeBron James, uh, too. Yes, yeah, so that's a little bit tough to immediately put him in. Uh, I need to see. I'll, I, we'll have to obviously <laughs> Brian see. is shaking his head. Um, another one would be. Um, Doc? No, I'm just No, kidding. heck no. Heck no. I think Brad Stevens. I think okay. Brad Stevens is the only other one. But, I mean, he. He's, look at, oh, hey, never mind. <laughs> Billy Donovan? And, uh, Billy Donovan's another good one. Yeah, yeah, I didn't look into him that much, to be honest. Brad Stevens, he would have been there if his team obviously made it to the finals this year, mm-hmm. but they didn't. Uh, I don't, I, honestly, he, he doesn't, I, one knock for him is I feel like he doesn't adapt very well. I think
0: he just got coached by Spolstra.
2: That I too. Would, I would
0: agree with that statement. Yeah.
2: But and then also, like, I'll take a big hit on him, and the fact that he just absolutely let he let Kyrie kind of like walk all over him. I feel like he, let, I feel like he had no control over that team.
0: It's not when, his fault. You no, know, I,
2: I, I, don't blame him either. But at the same time, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see where he ends up going. But those so are before I let uh,
0: before I let you and Ryan go at it. Uh, there's only one coach I disagree with uh, on this list. Um, I really don't think. Um, I'll, I'll say two things actually. Rick Carlisle, I think he's kind of been carried to the position that he's been at. Um, he, yes, he won a great, he had a great team, and I, I'll give him that. But I honestly don't understand why he had a job. Um, like for, the, for those years where they were weren't making the where they weren't making the playoffs, uh, I you know I kind of just thought he was kind of just there, uh, kind of like what Terry Stotts is doing in Portland. But Carlisle, I feel like this year in particular, I think he just got. I mean, he's a pretty—he's a solid coach, a pretty solid coach. But I just think he got carried by Luca, Luca's season this year, and good players. And I, you know, I'm I'm pulling for the guys. I really hope Dallas can win a chip in the next few years. I'll get to that later. But um, and then uh, Steve Kerr, yeah, I agree with you. I feel like you know he would definitely be the number one. Maybe I don't know. The big knock on him, I guess you could say, was the fact that you know this team was not at all competitive this year with that bad of a team. So segueing into that point, Ryan, tell us about uh, your your yeah. perspective of Steve Kerr.
2: Okay, here we go, Jack. <laughs> okay, Ryan, let's hear it. let's hear about how the I Warriors I were. actually do not
1: disagree with the names that you have put in your top five. Okay, um, I think that I, I just my my one I I just don't know how you put Steve Kerr at number two. It makes It it just doesn't make sense in my eyes. Where would you Uh, put him? I would put him at number five on that list. Okay. Um, A couple reasons why. Number one, he's literally only coached good teams when he's had Steph, Clay, Draymond, and KD. Okay, that's fact. That's not fiction. That's fact. And he basically had Team USA as his starting five at one point. (laughs) So... This whole like oh he had seventy percent wins like yeah any any coach could literally sit on their ass and let Team USA take care of seventy percent of the NBA games okay
0: Doc
2: Rivers couldn't
1: Doc Rivers didn't have Team USA starting <laughs> for it okay.
2: I think I don't I honestly so, think that he, Doc Rivers would have failed with that team yeah <laughs> they
1: would have won a championship
2: no cap no they would no they wouldn't have
1: he won a championship with Rondo Pierce Ray Allen and KG. Yeah, just tell me that he wouldn't win a chip with Steph Curry. I don't, I they don't think, I don't think,
2: I think he ends up using like that first year he goes to the Warriors. I think he misuses Dude, the players and they don't there's win.
1: No way that, that, that they don't win. Anyways. Okay. Anyways. So I think, I think that. And I think when you drive into the point that CJ made when he lost all of his star players and he had to rely on role players, they were the worst team in the league. And okay, but look, look at who their
2: players were.
1: You, okay, but when you look at guys like Popovich, when his stars go down, they're not the worst team in the league, and they do not have necessarily better players than
2: that But they're definitely better players. The Warriors, players the Warriors still had Andrew the
1: Wiggins. The Warriors still had Andrew Wiggins. They, had Draymond, in the league. they had Draymond too. They had. Okay, we all know Draymond. They had Draymond. Draymond. Nothing so,
2: without without so the all, other guys All I'm
1: saying team. is, is yes, Steve Kerr on paper is it like. If you take Popovich out of there because, like, Popovich is is a Hall of Famer, like, no doubt about it. You take him out of the question, like, yeah, on paper, Steve Kerr is the best coach in the league. But when you look at what, I guess, he's done or, like, what he's had to do, I mean, realistically, dude, like, his job is a lot easier than people as of Nick Nurse and mm-hmm. Rick Carlisle because – he can kind of sit back and let Steph Curry take over games. Let Clay drop sixty points with only eleven dribbles.
2: Let yeah, but Kane whose offense him. is whose offense? Are so, they running, okay, though? but it
1: doesn't matter. Okay, so he so he came up with a with a pass first offense. Like, you're telling me not every like any any coach in the league can come up with a pass first offense. So, the, the- I I personally think that they're right now in the league. You can argue that Frank Vogel is a better coach than Steve Kerr because of what he did in Indiana with Playoff P and Victor Oladipo, and then he came to the Lakers and won a chip. Because when you look at it, what your argument is with Steve Kerr, with the Warriors and having all that talent around him, Frank Vogel literally did in L.A. He came to L.A. He had, CJ, two years. Yeah, two years. One year. One year. LeBron and AD, and they won a championship. So if this LeBron and A D, if if he if Frank Vogel had LeBron and A D five years ago for five years and they won two to three championships, you would be saying that Frank Vogel is the best coach in the league, and you would be arguing that LeBron and those guys didn't carry him because you hate on LeBron.
2: No, let's 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 get let's get to it right here. When when Steve Kerr came to the Warriors, he did not have a prime Stephen Curry in a prime Klay uh, um, Thompson and prime Draymond green. They were on the uh, uprising. They were on the rise. They hadn't reached their potential yet. He came in, he tweaked the offense just enough to kind of like be a bit more terrible. geared towards Stephen Curry. It's, it's Stephen Curry's team. It's his offense. He run, he kind of like almost runs the show pretty much. They are elevated. They win a championship that first year against the t- against Braun James's first year back in Cleveland, where and uh didn't wasn't that uh Curry's first MVP year too? Yep, it was 2015. So mm-hmm. he elevates these guys to a whole new level the first year he comes. So here's
0: the, here's the thing, Jack. Um, I'm not sure. It's kind of a blur to me. I'm not sure if that Warriors team with, I mean Draymond. Yes, Draymond definitely benefited from Steve Kerr arriving, but Stephen Clay. I'm trying to wonder. I can't remember if that was Mark Jackson's. Um, you know, if he was the one who kind of started their you know ascent or ascension or was he, it, was, he was the yeah. one that started their
2: he 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 started it like they were on the rise. Like I said, they were Steve on Kerr the rise. got them when they were
0: good and flowing.
2: He got them. Like, it may have ever, a, been uh,
0: perfect timing. I have no idea. So I, I, I I think
1: that my argument here isn't my argument here isn't that Steve Kerr doesn't belong in the top five right now in the NBA. But there's arguments to make that he is not number two. Like there, I I understand like it. But There's almost no way
0: that he's number two right now. The biggest I, thing for it me, is the biggest thing for me is you know what differentiates Pop and Steve Kerr is the fact that you can give Pop a JV team, you can give Pop you know, a college team and they'll be competitive. Then they might, they may go zero and 82, but they'll be competitive. And you know, this year they had a, uh, you know, they had a, they had a plug and chug guys and they were competitive. You know, they were like the nine, 10 seed or something. Didn't make mm-hmm. the playoffs for the first time in 22 years. Um, Steve Kerr, they didn't have a chance. this year. <laughs> that Warriors team had no that's chance. What I'm that's saying, the, you know, that's <laughs> the biggest thing with me. And I might be agreeing with Ryan here saying that Steve Kerr may need to be down a little bit because even Spolster's teams in years past were very competitive. They were, um, and, but and they he, didn't make the play. They he, didn't make the play, but they he didn't had make the playoffs Andrew Wiggins
1: year. and Draymond, and they, they were the worst team in the NBA. They were okay, the worst team in the NBA. I saw we, it we know. I went to a Warriors game. Draymond was out. Andrew Wiggins was the only functional player on that court But oh, look, at, that, the that of, that look at the rest Kirst of the rest was to get something look, out of.
2: Look at the rest of their team, bro. But
1: Jack, you would. Oh, Jack, you're on. making the argument that Popovich did the same thing with Scrubs, that he made them competitive. No. You're making the argument that Spoelstra did it with an average team. If, okay, if no, 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 Steve no. If no, Kerr right. is the coach of the Miami Heat, do they make the NBA Finals? That's a what if that we won't know. But what I'm saying is, is I and I think the rest of us need to see Steve Kerr do it with an average basketball team before we put him as the number two coach in the NBA. Yeah, he does have a lot of talent. That's, so that's where him. I. That's where I stand. He is. He has a lot to prove and I'm not ready to put him at number two yet because of what his resume looks like on paper because of the rosters that he's had.
2: All I have to say is Eric Spolstra hasn't made it to the playoffs every single year. You act like he's made the playoffs every single exactly. year. The thing, Spolstra,
0: Spolstra, the thing is with Spolstra is they built a culture over there. Um, you may not necessarily have the talent, but they finally had the right guys around them, and they finally, when they made the playoffs for the first time in a few years, they made the finals.
2: But look at this also. Steve Kerr is his first time playing without – Without seven curry and Klay Thompson and a brand new player in Andrew Wiggins, he, he was traded in, and then also D'Angelo Russell. Like you had a lot of switches going on in that Warriors team. It's not like he, you know, I, I mean, I don't on know
1: on the roster.
2: I mean, Andrew Wiggins isn't like some big time like dude. Andrew he's, Wiggins he's
1: is a nice big, stud in the league. He's he's an underrated. He's a good. He's a good basketball player. He's not great, but look, but he's okay, good. but.
2: But come on, they had Eric Paschal, Marquise Chris, Jordan Poole, Damian Lozano, Ty Bauman, Kevin Looney. I, I mean, I,
1: again, I've never once said that the roster was good. I'm just. I saying. mean, they, a lot
2: of those guys are flipping I, brand new, I'm just, just freshmen or sophomores in the league. I'm just I mean, it's a. Hot I don't think. Game. I don't think. I, can't, I, can't, I don't think. That's all i I'm don't saying. think. Hot I God. don't think Eric Spolstra or Popovich makes that team into the playoffs.
0: I think Pop. At least and has awesome. a competitive, more competitive,
2: and not a not a top three. Maybe, loss. maybe, but we don't know. But I don't think that team makes the playoffs under any coach. Jack, Jack, Jack they were the worst team in the league this year. That's... That 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 team does not make it to the playoffs under any. Yes, coach, I yes. Guarantee. But listen
1: to me, listen to me. If Steve Kerr is such a great coach, then he should at least make them not the worst team in the league.
2: I mean, I don't know. That team is down and out for the count. They're they're just have everything drained out of them because they have their two best players gone. I mean. So then, the two best players are carrying Steve Kerr because he hey, made an offense centered around them. His offense was made for them.
1: I I, I okay. Well, I, Jack, agree to disagree. I I don't think that Steve Kerr is the second best coach in the league. I think that he has a lot more to prove, and I think that, right. that is kind of agreed upon with CJ as well. So before
0: we uh, before we transition into you know more points, let me ask you guys this: You guys are six foot five, can jump out the gym. Okay, young basketball player at 20, 23, 24 years old, whatever. Wow, my which dream, coach, CJ. Which coach of these top Popovich. fives would you uh, want to play for? Popovich. Pop- Jack?
2: Mm. Jack's going to of i fear I'm kinda,
0: to get my blood boiling.
2: Man, man, just, man, be quiet. <laughs> <laughs> Hon- mm, I, I don't know. I might want to play for Spolstra.
0: Okay. Oh, I, I kind of like that too. With me? I would want to play for, you know, being a young player and being somebody who wants to like learn from their mistakes, get a lot of PT, just learn from your mistakes. That's how, you, in my opinion, that's how you get better. I think I would, pluron, I would want to play for nurse and spolster. Ooh. But if I want to get the, you know, I want somebody to really get in me and yell and push the hell out of me, I would go with pop. But, you know, different types of, um, you know, different types of methods, I guess you could say. All right, did you guys hash it out? You guys want to move on? Sure, why not? I don't no, think we're, we're going to go anywhere with it.
2: Oh, we're good. We're good. <laughs> we're
0: all good. All right. You guys are going to yell at me now. <laughs> so, uh, I swear I,
2: if you put you know who in this, I am going to lose
0: it. <laughs> so, I given that uh, Sunday marked the end of the 2019-2020 NBA season, I am going to be covering the top 5 players um from of the league this year um and to be honest this was a very very hard list to come up with honorable mention here we go ready james harden he was the leading scorer in the league but you know leading scorer for i think second year second or third year in a a row now third in mvp voting i'm pretty sure the small ball apparently worked but not making my list solely because of his playoff performance his disappointing playoff performance again this year uh shout out to you jack um, at number two I got Kawhi to me I think he just sits too this is kind of surprising this is hard for me because I think you know he's one of the greatest players in the league but to me the fact that he sat out way too many games and the fact that you know his team was underwhelming this year I put Kawhi there still one of my favorite players but there he goes number three on my honorable mention Jimmy Butler um, team let us team to the finals but you know in the regular season he was good but he can't outshine the rest of these guys that I have in my top five. This one hurts. I have Damian Lillard on my honorable mention as well. <laughs> Jack and Ryan are pretty happy about that. But I love Dame. He did everything that he could to get his team into the playoffs. But it was too little, too late. But um, still one of my favorite players. I don't think I've ever seen uh, Jack uh, in his life. <laughs> he might be six for me. All right, here we go. Top five. Coming in at number five, we have the Serbian Snorlax, a.k.a. <laughs> Nikula Jokic. Um, his his averages this year weren't that fantastic they're not i mean like they're good numbers right don't get me wrong but they weren't as like ex- crazy like the other four, like the other four he only averaged 20 10, and 7 but this guy was a double double machine throughout the year though um what really put him projected him into the top five was his incredible playoff run he averaged 24 points 10 rebounds six assists and he had some crazy stat lines. I think he had 16 points, 22 rebounds, and like four blocks against the Clippers, and had like at least double digit assists. It's a crazy stat line. He has also had some pretty good games against the Jazz. He has 13 triple doubles on the year. In my opinion, he was the he is the best center in the league, no doubt about it. I was gonna say Embiid, but um, because the Jokic can't play defense very well, but his offense is just too good, so I put him there. Best center in the league. Uh, best passer in the league as well. And I can definitely see if if he keeps getting better, he gets, gets his body in better shape. I can see them being a championship team in the next three years. You think he's the best overall passer in the league or the best big passer? Oh, man? he's the best passer in the league. Okay. Over LeBron, mind you. Oh, okay. Chris Paul, too. At number four, I have the uh, youngest player on this list, one of the youngest players in the league. I have Luka Doncic, and this was this kind of hurt because I think he could have made the case for number three, but for personal reasons, I have him at four. He's only 21 years old, but he put up MVP numbers all year. He averaged 29 points a game, nine rebounds, eight assists. He really took a big leap. I know um, he already had a very impressive rookie season, but this year was insane. Um he took his team to the playoffs. At, the, at one point, they were the three seed early in the season, but they fell to six or seven. They took the Clippers to six games in a very exciting series. He had you know, one of the best buzzer beaters I think we'll always remember, a little Mike Breen double bang. Uh-huh. Yeah, I know y'all remember that shot. But all-NBA first team, he was the second youngest player to ever record a triple-double in a game. Uh, I think that might have been last year. I don't know. He, but He's the only the sixth player in this century – this young century we have to score a thousand points before turning 20 years old he's in company with lebron carmelo uh kevin durant dwight howard and your boy devin booker (laughs) right now in terms of luca i'm calling it right now he will be an mvp next season calling that oh Oh. all right you heard it here first ladies and gentlemen first i'm I'm normally wrong on these bold takes but here we go at number (laughs) three i have anthony davis all defensive first team, all NBA first team, averaged 26, 9, and 2, two blocks, that is, and shooting 50% from the field. Uh, fourth most efficient player in the league. In the playoffs, he averaged 27 and shot 57% from the field. So he had a great run in his in his longest run as, as an NBA player, longest playoff run. Um, and I think uh, this season A D cemented himself as you know top five in the league. I know he couldn't get that exposure in New Orleans, but you know, that the fact that he could do it on the biggest stage shows that, you know, he's legit and this is his team in the future. Um, I think he's going to be the centerpiece for Los Angeles going forward once LeBron retires. Yeah, and he earned his championship and this kid deserves it. I mean, this kid, I'm younger than him. This guy deserves it. He's humble, works hard. I'm, I'm, I'm happy for him. Number three. Number two, I got Giannis. This one kind of sucked. <laughs> I mean, um, he's great and all, but, you know, I kind of wish I could put somebody else up here because he was kind of disappointing towards the end. Two-time MVP, defensive player of the year, should have been AD, but all-NBA first team, uh, averaged 29.5 points a game, thir- 14 rebounds, six assists, and improved his scoring this year. Led his team to the best record in the league. He didn't perform well in the playoffs, but he still averaged 27 and 13. Uh, the big question with him is, you know, can Giannis take the next step and lead his team into the finals? And you know, we'll see. Um, is he a sidekick? Is he a is he a is he a Batman or is he a Robin? So, you know, interesting interesting questions to think about. And number one, I got year 17, 35 years old, LeBron James, uh, averaged twenty-five and ten this year. He only led the Lakers in assists, but I said this before, was the most important player of that team. He just uplifts everybody um, in transition. Only missed four games on the year, so don't tell me don't miss me with that uh, load management with LeBron. Uh, His team didn't make the playoffs last year, but led his team to a finals win. Jack, I already know what you're going to say, but we'll save it. (laughs) His playoff stats, 27 points, 11 rebounds, 8.8 assists, shot 56% from the field, a second in MVP voting, finals MVP, five triple doubles in the playoffs, I believe. And he solidified his point, his place, in my opinion, as the second best player ever. And it doesn't look like he's going to be slowing down anytime soon. So, I mean, it's hard to put anybody else above him after that finals run. So, LeBron James. All right, boys, let me hear it. Let's argue.
2: Um, I guess I, I don't. I don't think Giannis, even though he wins MVP, I don't think he's. I don't wow. think he's up there. So um, you don't think he's in the top five? I don't think he's number two. Okay. Um, especially because I mean, you. Here's the thing with your list, though. Too, I, I realize also Kawhi had the load management and stuff like that, but I mean you know, you said that you knocked him for his playoff performance (sighs) and you didn't knock Giannis that much for his playoff performance. Although he won, and the same with like Harden too, like, you know, great, great regular season guys. But, you know, when it came to playoffs, I think that, you know, when you look at the entirety of the season and I'm actually going to say it, I don't think he's a Batman. I think he's a Robin. Wow. I don't think, I don't think, don't think, I don't think he can be the guy that leads his team to a championship. You just I want him think... join the Warriors, huh? What the hell? No.
1: <laughs> yeah, so that he can say I... Steve Kerr is the best coach in the league when they win their championship.
2: All right, Ryan. All right,
1: Ryan. Chill. <laughs> Continue. Go ahead. Finish,
0: Jack.
2: No, what I was gonna say is that I think he needs a point. I think he needs a point guard that he can work around. Oh, you know? what about Portland? Uh, that's unfortunate because they have Damian Lillard. <laughs> that would be quite <laughs> unfortunate for him. I, that's all I have to say. But... Um, oh, no, go ahead. Oh, no, I was just going to end it off with he needs somebody almost like a Steve Nash-like oh, player. Luck. But, but um, I know it's way too hard to come across. Almost like a Drogic, you know? No. Like, a guy like Drogic... He has Bledsoe. He
0: can't do it with Bledsoe. No, know
2: he I can't. He needs, he needs a point guard like Drogic or... Uh, a no Ryan I mean uh he's just going to hate me for saying it but oh, a a Kembo when he's actually playing well he needs a guy like that <laughs> on his team That's fact though No it I, is I, fact but he needs he needs somebody that you know is a pass first but can also score pr- efficiently and effectively so I think he's going to be I think he needs to be a Robin but Ryan, uh, thoughts on my list
1: I I think you did you had a really good list I agree uh with jack on certain points that he said um I, I don't think that he's a robin i think that he's a batman i just think that he needs a better robin on his team i mean who who would you argue is the second best player on that milwaukee team um because in today's nba with a lot of these teams being kind of loaded up with superstars and stuff like i i, I think that giannis honestly or Giannis can honestly i, I always call him giannis i always do <laughs> Uh, Giannis can win with that Milwaukee Bucks team. I really do. Um,
0: I think so too. Nah, but, you know, yeah, I think nah. primarily he needs to develop his own game. If he wants to be, you know, one of those guys who wins championships, he needs to be able to hit a hit a hit a jump shot, hit a free throw first of all. <laughs> you know, not hit the rim on a free throw. But what about Middleton? By the way, what do you guys Mid- think of Middleton? Good. Middleton's good, but I think they can, if they can, clear some space and get somebody else in there. Like he doesn't
1: he doesn't even really need. I mean, it kind of comes to this whole like what LeBron said, like he needs someone to kind of push him and like he's got a lot of I mean that team is relatively unexperienced when it comes to championships, playoff experience, like that type of stuff. And so I don't I don't think that he needs a LeBron or a Kevin Durant or like he's he's not going to be a Robin to someone. But like if he like you said got a Kemba Walker who is an all star caliber player that like can actually I would say make more of a difference than than Middleton. Um,
0: Just somebody who can push him, yeah.
1: Somebody that can they can push him. But otherwise, honestly, I, I think that that Bucs team, they have a chance. You know, you can go into the whole aspect of the bubble and how that affected them and all that stuff. Obviously, that's all what-ifs for this year. But yeah, I mean, I, I definitely wouldn't say he's a Robin. I, I'd put him at number two. Um, I think he got to put after LeBron's bubble and getting triple doubles in the finals and, and taking it all like that, that put him ahead of ahead of Giannis for the season for sure.
0: You guys have put anybody for my honorable mention in there? Because I feel like, you know, I think if you want to replace somebody, you could possibly replace Jokic. I kind of thought he had a good run, but you can make the case. Butler's in there. You can make the case. I know Jack won't, but Harding, you can make the case Kawhi, you know. Who was your number four again? My number four was Luka Doncic. Luka. Yeah, that's right.
1: Yeah, Luca did have a a spectacular year. I think I think Jimmy Butler is. There's an argument to put him in the top five. Um, out of your honorable mentions, I mean, he had a crazy playoff run. He led. He I mean, he put that Heat team kind of on his back. That's a very young yeah. squad outside of Drogic. I um, think
0: he puts himself top ten in the league for sure, which is like new to him. For I guess years. I
1: guess in,
2: anything he's think six. It?
1: Maybe I've always thought super highly on Jimmy Butler, but like I've always thought of Jimmy as a top ten player in the league. Okay, I've I've always put him like he's very slept in ten. Yeah. um, just from watching him in Chicago and stuff. Like I've always been like this guy. This guy is a baller. So I think you can make the argument for it. I don't know. I I'd, I'd really if Jimmy can can form a consistent three point shot. I think you put him in. I mean, he's, we're looking at potential top three at that rate, in my eyes, Whoa. in the league.
2: It'll be interesting, though, coming into next year because we got a lot of players coming back. Yeah, we'll definitely do a project. Yeah. We'll project oh, well, that. yeah,
0: well, that is true. I forgot and there's missing, a lot of guys yeah. but... missing KD. Um,
2: yeah. But, yeah, I mean, other than that, I mean, definitely nobody else from here honorable mentions is making that list i can tell you that, tell you that right David now David guy, huh? and and james harden all right let me and ask you no guys if you out. had
0: to start a franchise if you had to build a franchise around any of my top five at this who? point in time
2: at this yeah. point in time uh and, and
0: at this point in their careers like literally we're talking yeah, today yeah even your
2: yeah 35 year old lebron
0: james I'll go first. I'm building my franchise. You could definitely still build your franchise around LeBron. He doesn't look like he's—he's. He's, I mean, he looked like he's slowing down at some points, but he still looks good. If I had to build my team
2: around a one player, now it's, it's Luca for sure. Well, C, CJ, here's the question: Do we get another superstar on our team, or are we looking at scrubs? You're looking at
0: George Hills, Jeff Green's, Jr. Mm. Smith, and uh, Rodney Hoods. So, all right, I got my take. I got my take. Who you got? um with
1: the way that the NBA is played in today's game and the way that we can project or foresee how the NBA will continue to be played and kind of change I got to go Luca okay um where we're going it's it's definitely getting more offensive minded Luca is absolutely filthy on the basketball court um I mean he literally says it's easier for him to score here than it was in Europe which is kind of Mind-blowing, I feel like, for some NBA fans, just to, like, obviously the NBA is the best basketball league in the world. Yeah. Worst Um, defensive
2: team in the world – or league in the world, though.
1: (laughs) So I think with the current NBA structure, you have to go Luka. You got – it's a point guard-dominated league, and you got a guy that can literally do it all. I mean, you can kind of see what the Mavs have done with Chris Stapps. Like, they're starting to build around Luka as well and put those pieces into place, and you kind of can see that, how that would form. And when you look at long, longevity of the career, yes, LeBron might be the best player in the league. How many years does he really have left at, at a high level? Mm-hmm. Uh, yes, it's LeBron James, and he's, he's going to be vital to your your team for however long he stays in the league. But I feel like Luca has more value five, ten years down the line with actually being able to be on the court and dominate. um on a night in and night out basis, yeah,
0: I I pick Luca too. I think he's already playing like he's been in the league for five to seven years. Like he's already had like a couple All Star games under the belt. It feels like, but he's only been in the league for two, one time All Star. And you know, I think he's just gonna he's projecting into scary territory. I'll just say that. I wouldn't. I don't want to. I don't want to say anything outrageous, but he's projecting into
2: unheard of territory. So, Jack, who'd yeah. you pick? Unfortunately, I think I'm just going to have to be boring and agree with you guys. I don't think I don't think I'd really want to, you know, build around anybody else in your top 5 to be honest. I mean, AD maybe. I think AD would have been good cuz I think he did this maybe, but then we already saw him at, at the Pelicans as kind of like the main guy and you know, although, you know, he was able to, you know, beat Damian Lillard, you know, sweep that. <laughs>
1: Just had to throw that out there.
2: <laughs> I, I had yeah. to throw that out there. I had to throw that out there. With
1: in, in my opinion with A D, the knock on him is like with the way that the league is going. I think it's tougher to build around a big man than it is to build around a point guard. Yeah. Um which is, you know, an interesting concept to think of when you when you have Giannis. Um, but that's like a whole other discussion. But
0: yeah. it's like a Philly, they're having a hard time building running bead, so.
1: Because they, they're trying to build it with the big men.
0: Yep. All right. Can we close this chapter? And-
2: I think we can. I think we all agree on we, – we actually all agree on that final point. I don't like so- I, don't,
0: I don't like this taste in my mouth when, when we agree. <laughs> Is it, too boring?
1: Is it right. too boring? It's okay, dude. I, me, me and Jack got our, our discussion on where Steve Kerr should be. I think he should be number five. Jack thinks number two. So. let's
0: get into a fun topic uh last top five tuesday we talked about music on our playlist today we're going to be talking about our top five favorite sports movies let's get into it ryan go ahead you go first
1: oh geez okay so i went off uh of, i mean they like being a sports fan and just like sports being my life basically uh you know it really is hard to pick a top five. With that being said, I kind of went with, you know, maybe more nostalgic movies, you know, movies that I loved when I was, you know, little growing up, all time favorites. Um, I also kind of had to throw in maybe movies that I've seen more recently than others, just because, I mean, when you're trying to pick a top five, like, like it's, it's tough. Um, Number five. So some honorable mentions that I have. Uh, you know, remember the Titans, obviously classic,
0: Whoa, okay, great,
1: great. It's absolutely great movie. Um, I really thought about putting it in my top five, um, just cause it, you know, it, it it's in a sense, right. When you, when you join a team and like the com- the camaraderie that comes with it, the brotherhood that comes with it and just like having each other's backs, just, you know, resonates a lot. Um, with when you grow up playing sports and joining teams and stuff, like you, you really go out there as one, you know, one team, one heartbeat. Um, which is and, and obviously remember the Titans has a million other other reasons to love it. Um, so there's that. Uh I got a lot of honorable mentions here. Hoosiers and Rudy, great movies. Friday night lights, kept it off my top five because I like the show better, not th- than the movie, but great movie. Going comedy route, you got dodgeball, funny, funny movie. Um, and then also uh the longest yard. Yeah, the long yard, um,
2: Got
1: it. crew. Yeah. Funny, funny scene when when he throws the ball at, at the refs' nuts. At, you know in the game. I think when when we all saw it for the first time when we were ten or however old we are when we saw it.
2: Here, have um, a cheeseburger.
0: We all,
1: we all laughed <we all, laughs>
0: exactly. in every movie. Lap pretty hard. So.
1: Yeah. Uh, here's my top five. Um, overall, great movie. Very. Uh, in a sense, relatable, right? Coming together as a team, being one, playing the right way, like having each other's backs, lifting each other up, both on and off the court. Uh, just really being, you know, a part of each other's lives and really trying to like, better yourselves. I got Coach Carter. Okay. All right. <laughs> so, Ooh, okay. Great movie. A lot of lessons that can be learned uh in that movie. Our biggest fear is not that we are an <laughs> <laughs> Our
0: biggest That's fear. True.
1: there's a lot of great things there just with everything going on that movie. Um, I think it, it tailors into the whole, like, I mean, I, I can't remember which one of you guys with this CJ. I can't remember if we dragged you along, but I think it was me, Jack and Sammy when we're in Vegas. Right. We snuck out, went to the strip and like, they sneak out, go to, they sneak out. You were there with us. Yeah. You were freaking Uh, out. You're the the reason we went home early. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) We went home an hour after. 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 Um, no, yeah. So CJ, CJ and Jack, yeah, we snuck out. Sorry, mom, if you're listening. Uh, we went, you know, <laughs> trip. Uh, had, you know, whatever. And it kind of, you know, that whole scene where they like sneak out of the hotel and go to that party, and then the coach comes and <laughs> whatever. And like, well, right, one of
0: those moments.
1: <laughs> Aside from that stuff, right? The team bonding, the whole like, I mean, we we really like, we were really, you know, brothers on and off the court. So, yeah. Kind of, anyways. Next movie, uh, great movie, uh, feel good for the heart. I think it opened a lot of people's eyes. The Blind Side, hey, um, like hey, I think Michael Orr's just story um, of his life um, and how you know he transcended into this NFL star um, is just kind of like a really cool uh, thing to see. Um, always keep your you know your mind and your heart on your dreams and uh, keep going. So next, this team is your
0: family, Michael.
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, next. Miracle on Ice. Okay, great feel-good movie. Um, I saw it somewhat recently, and I, I mean, it's it's a great movie. bunch bunch of young guys come in and and they beat they beat Russia on in you know in Russia's sport. Like I mean, this was insane. They went on to win the gold medal. Um, just an incredible movie, incredible story. I think I think uh, yeah, it was a great movie. They did a really good job uh, portraying everything and like going through the whole thing. Uh, number two, my, I, am pretty sure my parents would say this would be my all time favorite movie when I was little like Mike. Um,
2: oh, wow. I, think I, watched,
1: I think I watched like Mike about a million times. Um, obviously being a Jordan fan, I, I would, I'd love to be like Mike. Um, as like LeBron. Many, many others would do, uh, or be. And so I got like Mike and number two, great movie, just phenomenal movie. Number one, The Sandlot.
2: You're my, arguably my, my, my,
1: honestly, arguably my all-time favorite movie or movie series. Um, I think we all, like, growing up, just, like, can kind of relate and, like, love that whole summertime here, hanging out with the friends at the park, playing sports. Just, like, I don't know, just trying to have fun, you know, sleepovers, um, doing stupid things, running around, you know, getting cuts on our legs, just do, doing things that we love and hanging out and having a good time and, you know, creating those, creating those, those memories. So I got Sandlot number one.
0: I like Solid it.
2: Solid list. I kind of have some
0: overlap, so I'll just hold off on that and what those movies mean to me. But yeah, uh, great list. I mean, Mir- I mean, when was last time? I haven't seen like Mike in a long time, so. I Same. haven't seen like Mike in a minute, but. You know, Disney Plus keeps recommending me watching Miracle on Ice, so I'll check that one out as well. Um, Sam, I haven't seen that one. Yeah i was embarrassed to say i didn't i haven't seen that one either but
1: yeah it's a a really good movie definitely recommend all right
2: jack all right well yeah yeah, i'll go um so first of all some honorable mentions uh i think are kind of like similar to ryan's a little bit but i but like mike is in my honorable mentions but i also like space jam space jam Love Water Boy, Water I forgot about Water Boy. <laughs> uh, like bench warmers, You'll oh, get the but way. Uh, but at number five, one of my favorite movies is. But it's a comedy, Happy Gilmore. I absolutely <laughs> love that movie. Classic. It is amazing. Uh, you know, one of my also favorite. Made Jack
0: want to go golfing more.
2: Exactly. You know, I want to. <laughs> I want to be able to drive that ball four hundred yards, man. Just like Happy. Just like Dude, Happy does. But- I got to go to my happy place, like happy, you know, booze and <laughs> and everything like that. But, uh, you know, fantastic movie. I think everybody loves it. You know, when you hear, especially when you hear uh, Tuesday's Gone, you know, start playing. Hopefully you guys know that song, please. I know Ryan does. I know Ryan does. CJ, do you know? <gasps> Jack, go
1: gonna... Jack, go ahead and no, sing it. for Jack, go ahead and sing I'm,
2: it. I'm, I'm good. You don't need to hear me sing. <laughs> And number four is an interesting one. I don't think either of you guys have watched it, but Ford versus Ferrari. Oh, a little bit different, a little bit different uh, take the on yours. it because because it is because it is a motorsport. I love cars, so you know I I love the racing aspect to it. And it's the st- in case if you don't know, it's the story behind Ford and the Le Mans coming out to beat Ferrari. They um, I won't ruin too much of it. I don't want just in case you guys ever watch it. But um,
1: definitely on the that's list, pretty no. much
2: the premise. It it should be. It's it's an excellent movie. Uh, I again, I don't want to ruin anything, so I kind of don't want to say anything. Who's who's uh, in that one? I know some pretty big um, names. Right? I am so bad with names to oh, be okay. honest. Um, here, let me pull up the cast really quick. Matt Damon. Um, oh yeah, Ford. I remember when
1: that movie came out. My dad really wanted to see it. And I think my mom's. I think they actually went to the movies and saw
2: it. Okay, so uh, Christian Bale, Matt Damon. Uh, big names but yeah so whatever it doesn't matter either way uh (laughs) just go just go watch it it's a good movie don't want to spoil anything number three i have the blind side um i think that touched all of us uh when we were younger um pause um (laughs) (laughs) but uh you know like ryan said we all got to see you know an amazing story about michael or and saw his what what he had to go through in order to make it to the NFL, and it made all of us kind of like put an eye on him while he was on the field. I know I certainly did. What a after Super that Bowl! Movie. What a Super Bowl when we really did. Like- yeah, I mean that was that was awesome. You know, yeah. so definitely an amazing story in The Blind Side. Number two, uh, Hoosiers. Us being basketball fans, I think that kind of like that underdog kind of like you know you against the wall type story, you know, really, really gets to us and it kind of, and it fires you up. I know it definitely fires me up. The hoop is Um, 10 feet tall. I'm gonna get to (laughs) that. I'm gonna get to that. (laughs) But, uh, you know, it just, as basketball fans, we gotta love it. Yeah. Um, and then number one, it's same thing as Ryan, the Sandlot. I think Ah, it's just such a, such an amazing movie, you know, as a kid, I mean, who doesn't love baseball? I guess you know it's such a great. Ser- what is that, <laughs> CJ? Come on, <laughs> we'll
1: dressed up as a <laughs> for for Halloween. That's how you know it's a great <laughs> movie.
2: <laughs> it was one. It was one of the best movies ever. You know, going to st- he, I mean, come on, you steal your dad's Babe Ruth ball, hit it over, and then someone hits it over the fence, and they're like, "Who who was signed by? It? I don't know, like Baby Ruth or something like that." Babe yeah. Ruth. Great but movie. the Great Bambino, good movie. That's a great movie. I need
1: to- the Great Bambi,
2: <laughs> the Great Bambi, man. And then I- Smalls, you know, kissing the lifeguard, got some moves, man. That's where Ryan got his inspiration. Sorry, P- Peppercorn. <laughs> you're
0: killing me, Smalls.
2: <laughs> I'm just
0: quoting every movie out here. All right, CJ, All right. the list. All right, honorable mention. Um, on the more serious side. Yeah, ja, Ryan kind of mentioned it. Coach Carter. You know, those clips always pop up on my YouTube. So I always watch them for some inspiration. Shout out Timo. Our greatest fear is not that we are inadequate. Our greatest fear is more powerful beyond measure. Uh great movie. Shout out Samuel L. Jackson. He's a good one of the best actors out right now. Uh number or my honorable mention, Kicking and Screaming, Will Ferrell Great movie. Haven't seen it in a minute, but great movie. Just a funny dude. Uh, Bench Warmers 2, um, great movie. Overall funny, always laugh every time. So it's so bad and so corny that it's it's great. I don't know. All right, coming in at number five, we have Space Jam. Uh, Space Jam. You know, when I was, remember growing up, Space Jam was one of my favorite movies. I used to always carry like – I used to watch it every day. I used to carry like a DVD player and just watch it. It was just an, an, an incredible concept for its time. Like I think it was in 94 or whatever it was. Um, just a great concept. I love. I think I love the cartoons more than I actually love basketball all the time. But uh, I love the fact that it's making its way back into pop culture now. You know, I own a Space Jam t shirt. There's a new Space Jam movie coming up. People wear like the 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 jerseys, the Monstars jerseys, or the Toon Squad jerseys around. And I'm glad. I, I'm glad it's making its way back into today. Shout
2: out to when I bought the Elevens and then sold them. <laughs>
0: You're a clown for
2: that, Jack. <laughs> yeah,
1: that, that hurts me inside deeply.
2: Number four, I have Hoosiers.
0: Uh, I'm not gonna right, lie, it's a super old movie, but honestly, it's kind of boring at times. <laughs> but um, I, I, I for some reason I love it. It's an old movie. It kind of explores, um, you know, basketball in a region of the country that we may not necessarily be familiar with. We're from California, and Indiana basketball is just different, man. It's just, and you can kind of get a little taste of what it's like with that movie and yeah Ryan kind of mentioned earlier my favorite scene is the scene where they're measuring the the, the height of the rim it's <laughs> every time I go into a game or I go into like I, I'm coaching a game I just I always think about that like these guys have to play at a 10-foot rim the sideline is this long the lane is this wide Yeah, you know, I always think about that and it kind of just fuels like the love of the game if you're a really big basketball head Hoosiers will definitely feel that for you so yep Number three, all three of us have this at number three, I believe. But The Blind Side, it's one of those feel-good movies you can just enjoy with your family. It's honestly covers it's football, but it's not dominated by sports. It covers topics bigger than that, such as family and like love and, and all that kind of stuff. Just a great story. I'm not going to touch on it too much. Number two, I can't believe you guys don't have this, but remember the Titans. Um, you don't even have to love for like football to enjoy this movie. Um, you know, it's just a very relevant movie. Um, It's inspirational too, talking about Team Unity and Brotherhood. Um, Very emotional movie. It's always on like TV and it kind of just saturates it for me. But, you know, I also love the fact that, you know, it brings you back to the 70s with with some of the songs that they put in. And, you know, Denzel's a great actor. And yeah, it was just a great movie. It's timeless for sure. And number one, I have a Dark Horse movie selection for you guys. We have Creed and I have a story to come with it. You know, I'm pretty nostalgic towards this movie. Uh, I remember Halligan and Steve. We were, had an off day before our championship in Vegas, and then um, they made us like we all went on like they kind of made us. They kind of just loaded us up in the van. We went to go watch a movie, and we thought we were watching like Mega Mind or something, but nah, we were watching <laughs> we were watching Creed. Um, yeah, and it, we watched it before our championship game, and I was like, I was kind of like whatever about it. It's like I'm not a big Rocky fan, but dude, this movie got me fired up. Um, and I think it really helped us win because it was so inspirational, really made you feel something. I don't know if you guys watched it, but you know, Ryan Coogler doesn't miss when he makes movies. Michael B. Jordan's one of the best actors out. Um, it's one of those movies that you really get something out of you. You really get out of your seat and makes you feel good. It gets you hyped, you know, um, one of my favorite movies of all time, actually. Um, yeah. And I love it was a continuation of Rocky. So it kind of connects generations, I guess just a great movie sports movies
2: are always fun um
0: and yeah i'm glad we can talk about this stuff because uh
2: sports movies are a gem for sure yeah cj so it really got you fired up for that championship game huh no we won bro (laughs) (laughs) champion you mentioned championship (laughs) like seven times
0: nostalgic we won that thing
1: (laughs) creed is a good movie
0: yeah all right anything more to say
1: I think I think those we had good movie lists. I think they're all relatable. Or we all, I mean, I don't, I don't know. It's it's movies. It's not. Yeah, let's wrap it up. I think we're all good.
0: Right. <laughs> all right, that's gonna wrap it up. That's gonna be it for today's Top Five Tuesday. Hope you like what you heard. We covered NFL football. We covered NBA coaches and NBA players and our favorite sports movies. So hopefully you can relate to this. Uh well, next time you see us, let us know what movies we left off. And uh, that's gonna be it. That's gonna be it for today's episode.